as we say, today is the last Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Pascha. And after today, we'll hear the hymn, Christ is Risen, only for a few more days during the week until Wednesday, which is the leave-taking, Apodosis in Greek, of Pascha. And then on Thursday, of course, we celebrate the great feast of Ascension, Analipsis. And then we won't hear Christ is Risen again until next year. Today on this, the last Sunday of Pascha, we celebrate always, we commemorate the Sunday of the blind man, the man born blind. It's an interesting gospel, and it seems that perhaps that it's hard to understand why, what it has to do with Easter. For me, um, all of these gospels the last few weeks have to do with healing and with being made whole, which is what Pascha is that the potential that we have through Christ's resurrection is to become whole, to be made well, not only physically, but completely physically and psychologically and spiritually. And you see that if you read the, the historical context, the man was not simply blind, but he was born without eyes. They said that his face had no eye sockets. And that's why it is even more miraculous. He was born blind, the people knew him, and Christ made spittle with clay and anointed him and told him to go wash. And we see that there was an amazing obedience once again, just like the blind man, and the, or just like the paralyzed. There was an obedience where he followed through both the paralyzed, the paralytic, and the blind man. Something else that's very interesting is there was an initial judgment. Most people think of the judgment of the Pharisees, that the Pharisees were upset like they were many times with Christ for doing something amazing, something great, something loving on the Sabbath because he anointed the man's eyes on Saturday, on the Sabbath. And they said that this was against their custom, against their law. But there was another judgment that most of us miss. And it's in the first two sentences of the reading. And the judgment was from the apostles themselves, Christ's students, where initially they asked Christ, who sinned? He himself or his parents for him to have this terrible disability of blindness? And of course, we know that at the time, it was part of the Jewish culture that if you had any kind of imperfection, if you couldn't have children, if you were blind, if you were deaf, if you couldn't walk, if something went wrong with your life, they saw it as a punishment from God. And you would not only be considered someone who was being punished, but nobody wanted anything to do with you because... If God was punishing you, you weren't good enough to be part of society. So it was kind of a double whammy. And Christ, of course, says no one sinned. It wasn't him and it wasn't his parents. Because Christ, God, sees us, all of us. And he is not uncomfortable with our imperfections. Perhaps we are uncomfortable seeing imperfections. And perhaps we are uncomfortable understanding and coming to terms with the fact that the world is broken 
that there are imperfections both physical and spiritual and psychological. And when we understand the theology between what it means to live in a fallen world, we understand better where these things come from. And we understand that this was not the way that God created human beings to be, but a consequence of the distance of human beings between them and God. The blind man can teach us all a lot. He can teach us that we can see not only with our eyes, but with the eyes of our soul, so that we too can be made whole, seeing and witnessing and experiencing the love and the miracle of God.